Hello, and welcome to The Marvel Virgin, a podcast all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Paul, and I'm a Marvel Virgin. And my name is Kaylee, and I'm a Marvel whore. For each episode, Paul is watching a Marvel movie or TV series for the very first time, and with my help, we'll be delving into the good and not-so-good aspects of the MCU, and navigating the secrets and intricacies of this big and complex universe. If you'd like to send in any questions, comments, factoids, or even if you'd like to correct anything we've said, after all, we're not perfect, then you can tweet us at the Marvel Virgin. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the show. Right, so we have not done an episode for a couple of weeks. How bad are we? We are bad. I mean, we. <laughs> me. Who was away? It was not me. I was away. I was, <laughs> I guess, I managed to get some kind of holiday out of the end of lockdown. Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. And uh, <laughs> that's directed to all the listeners there. <laughs> I, I was like, I literally did. I asked you many times. We had a catch up before recording, but you did ask. <laughs> But yeah. enough of such nonsense. Let's talk about Black Panther. Mm, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this one. I love Black Panther. Of I course. loved it. <laughs> yeah, an Academy Award nominee. Why would you not? The only, I think the only superhero film to ever be nominated for yes. um, for Best Picture. Obviously, they always get nominated for like visual effects and stuff like that. But um, that doesn't count. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the ones no one watches. Eurovision got nominated for best song. I mean, it doesn't mean it's a good film. It just happens. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I would say the first superhero, I mean, obviously superhero can be quite a broad genre, but mm. I think the first very obviously superhero film to be nominated for best picture. Yeah, I think they actually changed the rules around Best Picture. So originally it was like five and then it went up to five to ten because I think, was it The Dark Knight or something got got snubbed? I'm using air quotes here because I don't think it really deserved one personally, but it got I mean, I don't like it either. I don't, I don't like it either. I think everyone just like loose. It's, it's just a thing. It's a thing we'll do DC another day. But, you know, it didn't get nominated, whereas I think Black Panther deserved to be nominated. <laughs> So I'm glad it did. And it, yeah, so it, um, the Academy Awards, when it first, the first sort of 10 to 15 years of it, it was like, like any, I think any number of films up to a maximum of like 15 could get nominated. Then they reduced it in the 40s to five. Hmm. And then I think somewhere around 2010 or something or 2009, they made it, now it's a maximum of 10, which is so much better because you can get more variety of genres in there. Which yeah. is the Academy Awards is so like, we like epic historical films and topical films and we stuff like, like films that. about Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we like films about us. How nice. Yes. And how wonderful the film industry is. If you could just make films about the film industry, we'd be up for that. They love the meta. Exactly. They love the meta. Um, but because it's wider now, they can get, there's the potential to get more genres in there, a little bit more sort of science fiction, a bit more horror. Like we've had Gravity and Get Out get nominated and now Black Panther. As well. Yeah. Which is nice because otherwise it is just all the same. They're always quite bleak. They're always quite long. Those are the films that get nominated. I don't mean to be rude, Best Picture winners of the past, did, but you are the same. It did, however, lose to Green Book, which is mm. not great. Um, I think <laughs> everyone regrets that now. The Academy's not known for being all that progressive and smart. It's funny because like Green Book is a film about racism, but it's not a particularly insightful film about racism. It's sort of like 
racism is bad and racism is when you don't like black people like it's that kind of film and I'm like it's very racism from a white person's perspective as well it's very much so and it's it's a bit odd that that one won when you had Black Panther which actually is a very layered story in my Mm. opinion we'll go into that as we talk about it but it was also up against Black Klansman which was also very layered I think have you seen it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very layered. Nuanced. I like the word. Nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> Better I, at least. Spike yeah. Lee apparently like stormed out when Green Book got announced. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't disagree with him, to be honest. It is, I feel like a lot of the time this happens, though, it is always a bit of a shock. Like, I have to do the Oscar coverage every year for work. My favorite is still when they announce La La Land and then we're like, oops. <laughs> mm. Oh, we were wrong. It's, it's moonlight. But it did kind of overshadow Moonlight's moment, in my opinion, because... That's the thing, like, Moonlight was a real sort of um, seminal film to win Best Picture. Um, And it's kind of had some of that taken away from it by that big mistake, um, which is is a a kind of sick irony to that one, isn't there? There really is, yeah. And I I know La La Land's obviously been, like, not Academy Award winner Best Picture on the DVDs. They've been making it work for them and everything, and... Mm. It was probably the most exciting thing that happened at the Oscars that year, but it just seemed, seemed a shame. I enjoyed Ryan Gosling giggling in the background, though. It was, yes, yes. It's 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 amusing and toe-curling to watch. Horrifying. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> horrifying, yeah. <laughs> um, back to Black Panther. I would have voted for Black Panther, I think, that year. Or I think it, they were up against the favourite that year, and I probably would have voted for that one. I love the favorite as well. I think I it was a really strong year. I just think the the least, the weakest of the strong one. It was an odd one to win, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be one of one of those ones that goes down in history as a non-deserving winner. Um, but it's never but, just about the film, though, is it? It's about the campaign trail and about lots absolutely, of yeah, and it, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they have to campaign in order to get it. So they must have Marvel must have put a lot of energy into this one getting nominated unless they've done it for every film so far and the academy were like oh actually maybe black panther let's give it to that one I I that is what happened but i don't i don't know it's hard to say isn't it in my head the new system should be every film that comes out of the year is nominated for best picture and one wins there's no campaign trail they just have to choose which of the movies they like best that's stiff competition how can you possibly watch them all and know, know. What, which one you want <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but i think it would be interesting to see it play out um, anyway, Black Panther. <laughs> Several tangents here. <laughs> yeah, I re- I love Black Panther. I think I'm going to put it in my top three. But um, oh, I don't know. It's going to. That means that. Can I have like a joint third? Yeah, you can do what you I'm want. Have a joint, it's it's going to be joint third with Ant Man in that case. Okay. I felt bad knocking Ant Man off because then I've got three up there that are like deeply serious what not deeply serious but like quite important ones whereas ant-man's like that whimsical one that everyone kind of loves anyway and i quite like having that one in there yeah makes you feel whimsical i guess as you say so yeah i'm not just about big sweeping epics i'm also fun i am fun (laughs) can you make sure people know this yeah i'm sure they'll get it from your vibe right now they're like that's that's the tone of a fun guy right there (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'll keep Avengers as number one, Winter Soldier's number two, and then Black Panther slash Ant Man number mm. three. I know I, I really like Black Panther. I went to see it, and people just were so excited by it. I, you know, like you get that real. Like, I guess it, I guess it's the same if you go to the football and the fans are all like buzzing around you. 
Oh, well, we don't know. We don't, but yeah, I guess, we, yeah, we can't this identify. This is my version of what that is. It was like that. There was like a charge in the cinema and people were cheering when when Chadwick came on screen and stuff. So, yeah, I think mean, it was, that energy made me really love it. It is, it, it, it's a real kind of, yeah, it's a burst of new energy, I think. And it's not, it's not just because it's, it's it's important i think to not consider it the black one you know no, what i mean i it's, mean the narrative feels very different exactly it's it's other. all about the yeah the the narrative the themes the design of it the like there Everything is a real that. sense of there's a lot at stake here yeah. which i think is important in a marvel film it's quite nice coming after thor ragnarok thor ragnarok was quite sort of fun and lighthearted in its way and then this is a little bit heavier but um you are super involved. It's not pretentiously heavy. It's it's really quite involving. You do give a shit by the end. And it switches up the whole origin story arc, which we get so many times with a superhero's first movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll go through the motions here. I mean, it's always fun and we love it. But this one felt very different in terms of like the, the beats it was hitting. Yes, definitely. It because I, I think it's, there's certain aspects to it that were that felt very new. Like the fa I think the sheer fact that the Black Panther is not one person; it's a thing that's handed down between people. I think that's that's very different. Um, in because yeah. usually it's like there's only one Spider-Man, there's only one Captain America, but actually there are lots of Black Panthers. Anyone can well, be. Like, in the comic books, there's lots of everyone. To be fair, but in the movies, you normally just have one. And I also quite like that. Such a strong female presence, obviously, speaks to me in a big way. And uh, like Chadwick even said this himself. I'm going to talk about Chadwick when me and him are friends. But um, like, <laughs> I felt like he's everyone when he when he died, like there was such an outpouring of grief. Like he had so much left to give. I think he was such a such a brilliant actor. But he sees his character as an anti-hero, which I kind of agree with. And you kind of see the villain, I'm using air quotes here, as sympathetic in some ways as well. So it's not just, it's that shade of grey that we were looking for. It's not just, this is the good, this is the bad. It's like, oh, there's 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 nuance and interpretation to be had here. So I completely nice. agree with that. Yeah, it's because I, it, it was I wrote down towards the end of my notes, well, when we go through plot, we'll go through what I mean here, is that the villain's ends, their objective, is not actually a bad thing, but the means is what's bad. Yeah, exactly. And um, and that's kind of the interesting thing. And it, that's this is where, yeah, very nuanced, very layered storyline. They managed to get the themes in without it being shoehorned in, Yeah, I think. And I think that's quite a skillful thing to do. And um, you can tell that it's it's got that multi-layered effect because even like, Charles' friends, some some of them are on Kill, Killmonger's side at mm. points, and I don't I don't know. I just I just really enjoyed it because you didn't really know where it was going. There's a spectrum of of characters um, and where their allegiances lie. Like you've got um, Daniel Kaluuya, who's becomes very much on the bad guys' side, mm. but um, Denai Guerrero, Koye, she's she joins the bad guy for a bit, but she's not so happy about it. She's kind of swinging in between, and then you've got like. Nakia and Shuri who are very much on T'Challa's side and it's I think it's much more timely in um 
we we are kind of thinking about politics in more of a spectrum rather than a left wing right wing kind of way um and especially in the uk and the us i guess and i think it kind of tapped into that um yeah really really well some of your friends will just have a very opposing opinion to you all of a sudden you're like oh how do we reconcile this this is a weird and actually, sometimes you don't have to be like Twitter. Sometimes you can be like, well, I see your point of view, but I kind of see what you're saying as well. So I kind of yeah. think I sit somewhere in between sometimes. And um, uh, Yeah, I, I guess when this came out, it would be it would have been influenced by what was going on in America at the time, like 2018. It probably would have directly drawn from some of the Trump situation. I know we don't like to talk about him anymore because he's he gone, but he was still around at the time. And I think, yeah, that was... And there was massive backlash around uh, like Trump being voted in um, brought has brought up so many important conversations about diversity within Hollywood. Um, and again, I don't want to like make Black Panther the film about the black people or anything because it shouldn't be like that. But I think this was Marvel being like, right, let's get things a bit more varied here. Let's like we've we've got we've done all the big, strong white superheroes. Let's just vary it up a little bit. And the future films that they've got coming out are doing similar things, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Like more women, more like more ethnic diversity, more more sort of LGBT stuff as well. We've seen it in some of the TV series a lot as well. Um, yeah. And no, I, think, I think that's, it's developed that push to actually say, well, okay, we had the civil rights movement back in the sixties and that was all great, but how far have we come since then? And actually we haven't come as far as we thought we had. Um, yeah. And it's nice to see a film about Africa that isn't just about poverty, because I feel like most of Hollywood's representation of Africa is very like uh, the Book of Mormon when they go to Africa. and It's just like a dead donkey being dragged along the street and war and horror is is, it was very refreshing. I actually just looked up and they Chadwick Boseman did say that there were parallels to pull from the film in relation to Donald Trump becoming president and after Barack Obama and Ken Fisher you know, that it was a very rich in culturally, it was meant to be very culturally relevant when they brought it out as well. And I think they succeeded in that completely. Yeah, I, I, I think it will be a film that in years to come will get studied um, yeah. and and the plot and the characters will be pulled apart to um, show how relevant it is to the time it was in. It may not, some of the themes may, like let's say in 50 years time, people may watch it and be like, I don't really get it. And that's okay because we watch films that are 50 years old. We're like, what the hell? Like, I, <laughs> I don't really understand why this was significant. But then when you contextualize it, hmm. you kind of go, oh, I see. This is why it's so important. And um, yeah, I think it's quite lucky because it's quite a timeless story, I guess, as well. It's mm. the story of a, of a young man rising up and becoming what he was destined to be. Mm. That's always very relatable. I mean, that's pretty much every Disney film, isn't that's it? Not? It's got that sort of simple level that the you know younger people can watch, but it's yeah. also got these underlying themes that are apparent, but they're not like they're not shoehorned in, but they're also relevant to the plot as well. I think it, yeah, I think they the, the writers really worked hard on this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great film for kids and adults alike, which is always nice because sometimes I think they can go one or the other. Should we do some plots? Let's do so, like, plot. We love it. I think the plot speaks for itself in terms of themes and characters and things like that. So um, we start off with this opening sequence where we find out that many thousands of years ago, a meteorite loaded with vibranium, which is like a magic substance. Um, <laughs> magic substance. It hit the earth. No, the alien, but you know. <laughs> alien magic, same thing. Uh, it hit the earth 
and this created Wakanda, which is like an African nation, a fictionalized African nation. Um, and it also created this magic herb, which I, I, I like to think is a bit like a magic mushroom, but it does different <laughs> things. And when someone swallows the herb, they become the Black Panther. They get all sort of powerful and shit. Yeah. Um, but they only make sure it goes to the leader of the nation. So only one person can have it, then they die and then they get succeeded and they have the herb and they become the Black Panther. Hmm. Um, and I assume they're very good at guarding the herb from everyone be like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, otherwise everyone will be like, I'm Black Panther. No, I'm Black Panther. <laughs> like I'm Spartacus, but you know, a little yeah. bit more dangerous. Um, the Black Panther rules over four of the five tribes in Wakanda, the fifth tribe, back in the day were like nah you're right and they went off to live in the mountains um they're having a great time up there why not it's fair i don't know what's appealing about the mountains maybe they get nice views and the property prices are nice up there or something fresh air yeah (laughs) the fresh air the i don't know it doesn't really explain why they did that they're just like now you're good and they just leave (laughs) i mean they didn't want to be ruled did they so (laughs) maybe but then they're still ruled by someone like oh, the yeah. tribe is has a tribe leader so but they have their pride they don't want to be ruled by someone else's leader then we flip forward to 1992 and the black panther of the time is t'chaka um and he uh, discovers that his own brother is stealing vibranium from mm. wakanda uh, and it kind of freezes there it doesn't give you too much info there you just find out that his brother's been doing it and it's like <gasps> like that gasp oh yeah so wakanda is like it's a super advanced nation but people don't know it's super advanced. They know of Wakanda. Like the world yeah. knows Wakanda exists, but they can't go there. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. They want it to be a secret from the rest of the world. Because they they kind of kept all the technology for themselves as a sort of self-preservation thing. Meanwhile, yeah. the rest of Africa gets colonized and destroyed by white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is where the anti-hero vibe probably comes in. <laughs> so yes. maybe you should help out everyone else. But yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the Marvel logo. I don't know if this was done originally or whether this was added on, but Chadwick Boseman is like more prominent in it. I don't know if you watch, rewatched it or noticed it, but on Disney Plus, the Marvel logo is basically just him. That's nice. Which is quite cool. Usually it's like various superheroes, but it's just him in that one. I was like, nice. That's cute. Did you see him in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Yes, did. <laughs> He's such, he was such a good actor. He is such a good actor. I think that's why it feels so much of a shame. She's like, oh, there were so many more, and also so many more Black Panther films in him. <laughs> I really think because he just embodies that role so well. But I know, but never mind. At least it, it's one of those things where you, you, he's did he'd had a short career, but because of the brevity of it, it will probably be remembered with much more fondness. I think it's that yeah. sort of like a bit like Amy Winehouse. She only did like two albums, but she's remembered with such esteem because those two albums were like big splashes, weren't they? Yeah, it's true. He only, only worked on gold pretty much. Mm. But it'd be interesting to see how they carry Cause I know they're going to break carry on the Black Panther storylines. It's just interesting to see how they'll do it. I guess they pass it on to a successor, but. I always thought Shuri, Shuri could be. It. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. Shuri or Nakia or something. I, I mean, my vote would be Okoye because I feel like she's a kick-ass person. No, but... but in the comics, Shuri does take over. Oh, uh, okay. So they might follow that a bit more. Maybe, the yeah. Letter. Mm, mm. Um, we then flip forward to the present day. The king has died, as we saw in Age of Ultron. So mm-hmm. we know that's happened. Um, and T'Challa is succeeding him. 
and he's gathering his people together to go to Wakanda for his coronation. Mm-hmm. Um, these people include Okoye, who's who's played by Denai Guerrero from The Walking Dead, and she's like a badass fighter person. I love the way that you always have to mention she's on The Walking Dead <laughs> because she's so good in The Walking Dead. <laughs> you know, last time as well, I remember being like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> She's my, she's my second favorite character in The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay, she is an amazing actress. So, oh, she's amazing. She's a poet as well. Really, I didn't know she was a poet. Mm-hmm. I did. I, yeah, I mean, they, everyone in this film is very, very good. To be fair, they really it is. It, the cast of this. I mean, like, let's just go through the rest of these characters here. So, Okoye is one that he's gathered. He's also got his ex girlfriend Nakia, played by our girl Lupita Nyong'o. We love Lupita. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, his, an Oscar. <laughs> his mother, I know, his mother from, yeah, like should have won an Oscar for us. Come on. Sure. Um, there's his mother, Ramonda, played by Angela Bassett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and his sister, Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. And she's been in things like she's a damn good actress. She is very, very good. And then like, if you look at the rest of us elsewhere, you have some massive names. You've got Daniel Kaluuya. You've got Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Um. And you've got even Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman thrown in. like Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan as well. Like, But this is like one of the best casts that yeah, everyone's a name. Marvel's ever seen. I feel yeah. like other films, it'll be like, oh, I kind of kind of know who that person is. Whereas you're like, I know who everyone is. Even Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us is in it. We also get introduced to um, these women because they're saving lots of stolen girls in Nigeria, which I'm like, topical. Very, yeah. very like newsworthy things. Cool, very topical, wasn't it? Very recently, a boarding school was kidnapped. Really recent, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I, I get the impression this is something that happens quite a lot, um, mm. and every now and then it makes it into our news, but not always. And actually, it's horrendous. What mm. like that? Like women are just stolen in various countries in the world. It's just, ugh, it, yeah. yeah. And you, you just feel a bit powerless. Like, what do you do? What do we do? about it it's the big problem with most of the world's news at the moment <laughs> i find you just sit like i can't do anything and i feel terrible but there must be something we'll figure it out maybe there's a nice charity that's doing good work that we can fund and yeah this is you mentioned about like representation of women in this and there are a lot of female characters but i i like that they there's never a point where they have to prove themselves no they just are good at yeah. what they do it established that they are either a genius or an amazing fighter or both <laughs> and, and just good people at the same time like it's uh, the there's usually a scene where the men are like huh who's this woman like she's not powerful she's a woman and then they like beat up someone they go oh my goodness they're just as good as us and <laughs> I, it's like in black Panther, there's none of that they just are like yeah. he goes to South Korea on his little mission, accompanied by two women. They're like his people, but they're they're on very much an equal level of him in terms of how strong they are at fighting, how intrepid and shrewd they are when it comes to like working out what to do and mm-hmm. sort of thing. They're very, there's an allegiance rather than a leader and two sidekicks. And yeah, which is good because I feel like that whole scene or the casino scene in Korea is very Bond. Do you know very bonds, yeah. And it's it's bond as it should be, really, nowadays in the world of you know, we've progressed since the old days. But it's like Bond, if he were working with people who he saw as his equal and didn't just see them as like, I'm probably gonna sleep with them later. Mm. 
they're here to just serve as the distraction because they're, yeah. they're part of the mission they're, yeah they're not they're not there as either cannon fodder or just as just look good they are they're active in they're the, integral to they're the, pretty integral sense. yeah actually like he doesn't probably doesn't need to be there they could have just done it themselves i reckon they could have done they didn't need him he could have waited mm. in the car anyway the coronation <laughs> yeah so at the coronation uh the black panther gets crowned however they can be challenged and someone can knock them off their pedestal but through mortal combat if they yeah. wish um which doesn't seem like the best setup for a succession process as it turns out a bit later on in the story yeah, I feel like maybe they also need to do it. It has to be done by a certain point, maybe before they become king. Or... I know, because anyone could just jump in and be like, I challenge you to Mortal Kombat and just like and just <laughs> get rid of the Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But anyway. <laughs> it seems like chaos to me. It also I feel like they need a bit of voting. I mean, we've said this about a few of the Marvel films. They're very entrenched in like old world royal situations. But to be fair, they do um they do like show that there is a flaw in this process as we'll see in the plot as we go along not like the bloody oh my god the inhumans not like that where everyone's no, they're awful people but we just accept it That's yeah the they're just cool like deal with it guys no 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 time for that now not in phase three he does get challenged by the jabari leader and the jabari are the tribe who went to the mountains and they mm. come back in and their leader is called mbaku and uh, he challenges T'Challa, but T'Challa wins. But T'Challa doesn't kill him. He spares his life. And that's important that he does that because he's good. He's good. Intrinsically good. He is intrinsically good. And this makes him king of Wakanda. Um, that was the other thing about women. Um, I like They got uh, Ramonda, Angela Bassett. She's called the Queen Mother. Hmm. And... I remember what, listening to a podcast about queen mothers in African history. Um, and they're very interesting because um, in pre, pre-colonial days, mm. there were a lot of sort of West African nations that uh, particularly, I believe it's the Ashanti empire who had queen mothers and they were more sort of a matriarchal society, like much more than we are. Um, yeah. And queen mothers were sort of society women who were actually pretty much ran the show. Um, they had kings and male chieftains and stuff like that as well, but the queen mothers were also very important, and they were people that, that, that you know they were people went to them for like advice and for judgment and stuff like that. Um, but uh, guess what happens? The the colonialists came along and were like women in charge, no, and kind of got rid of them. But yeah. apparently they're coming back in. Um, there's a more of an increase in their power within That's society. Nice. But I thought I'd throw that in because I think it's it's integral to it. it, it obviously, this is uh, a lot of the design of this is tied into sort of African cultures, particularly. I think they're 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 focusing more on like West African, like sort of Ghanaian kind of area, mm. um, and the women being depicted as just accepted as strong is also quite in, quite uh, strongly connected to these African cultures where actually there was a strong matriarchal element where women yeah. were the, the, you know, important figures in communities in a, in a way that um, uh, European and North American cultures just did not have in the same way. Um, and I thought that was just kind of interesting that they threw it's that very in. Very interesting, yeah. We then get introduced to, is it Claw? Is that how you say his name? Claw? Claw. Andy Serkis. 
and Undadaka, or Eric, as he's also known, played by Michael B. Jordan, they steal a Wakandan artifact from a museum uh, because it's made of vibranium. I believe so. I also think maybe they just do it to make a point sometimes. Yeah, they do. Well, also, he does talk to the museum curator before killing her um, about how these artifacts have been stolen. Which by... is true of everything in our museums. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can um, kind of be on his side for that one. And when I was in the cinema, a lot of people were. They were like, yeah, <laughs> take that back. <laughs> Give it back, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't fault this. This is a fair thing. I mean, not the killing. I can never, can never really condone the killing, but the stealing back isn't really stealing, in my opinion. Well, that's it. He's doing kind of what with what there are discussions about doing. It's like these artifacts, we we took them, we literally stole them. Um, I know it's like pieces of like ancient Egypt just sat on the River Thames. It's madness to me. And the like the Elgin marbles in the British Museum as well. And like, mm. I don't think we have permission to take those. And so should we give them back like to the, the these countries could put them in a museum up their tourist industry and do a bit better yeah it's i nice. mean i love it because our i mean the sun readers i assume and the male readers are always like but it's ours i'm like no it literally isn't i mean if we if they took something of ours they only took, i can't think of anything we have that is that important queen victoria's coffin and they had the it crown jewels they said they Thank took the you. crown jewels yeah there you go that's way better than queen victoria's coffin. <laughs> victoria's coffin they had the crown jewels everyone would be up in arms they're like give us our crown jewels back but it's they for some reason they just can't twist their brain to look at another person's perspective it's bizarre i know like it's it's culture we should be able to learn about culture i'm like well travel's not that not that difficult after covid like go to the country and the internet exists. You could probably look at a picture yeah. of that. <laughs> you don't need to go to a museum, really. <laughs> and they normally go on little tours, the, the artifacts. It's just, there's, there's other ways around it rather than take artifacts from other people. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not but, a game of finders keepers anymore. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Michael B. Jordan steals the Wakandan artifact. He, I think he also corrects the curator on certain things. Like she says, mm -hmm. this is from this, this and this. And he's, he's like, no, actually, that's no, not. And I, that was kind of cool. They are taking the artifact to South Korea uh, yeah. to sell it to Martin Freeman. And T'Challa, Okoye and Nakia, they go together. Um, and there's a big fight and a chase scene in South Korea. And I noted, I noted down the bit, like, Okoye has to wear a wig. Mm. And when the fight starts, she literally snaps off that wig and just, like, throws it in someone's face. And I, <laughs> I heard that, that for me, was the highlight of the whole film. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, <a> good moment. <laughs> I love that bit. I want to be able to do that someday. If I ever go bold, I want to just like learn how to do that. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a lesson on YouTube you can find. <laughs> Andy Serkis gets kidnapped by them. They kind of win the fight and get the artifact. But he escapes with um, uh, Underdarker's help, Michael B. Jordan's help. Mm. Um, Martin Freeman gets injured and he then gets cared for in Wakanda because they've got, um, you know, lots of like really good technology. Better than the world, technically. Yeah, they can heal pretty much anything. Basically. T'Challa discovers a bit more about what happened in 1992. So his father discovered that his his brother, as in his, his uh, T'Challa's uncle, had stolen vibranium or Wakandan technology. And he discovered that he wanted to sell it on to other African nations for them to rise up against their oppressors, i.e. Mm. colonialists and you know anyone who's knocking them down which is 
<laughs> quite a lot of people really he when he found out that his brother was doing this he then ended up killing his brother um which he was kept secret escalated there didn't they <laughs> kind of escalated kind of couldn't solve the issue so it ended in bloodshed um and this is where we talked about the nuance of it is that uh, is this t'challa realizing that his father has not acted perfectly at all times and actually yeah. this through doing so uh, and Jadaka is the son of uh, T'Chaka's brother. So he's the cousin of T'Challa and he's now avenging his father's death. Yes. Quite understandably. Yeah, I would, I would do that. I mean, it's interesting that he was going to sell the technology rather than just give it to people because that means he's not so altruistic as to, you know, no one's perfect in this scenario, really. He wants to make some money out of his good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. I want to help you all for a price. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think Kill Killmonger's kind of got a slightly different. He he's not doing it right, but he doesn't seem to want to make money out of the situation. He wants to just mm. rise up. So, and you, it's interesting. You've you've then got this kind of messed up situation where you got T'Challa wants to do well by Wakanda. He wants to keep Wakanda sort of as it is to begin with, as a sort of isolated but well technologized nation. Um, yeah. And he doesn't, they don't want to sort of end up like other African nations who may be torn apart by poverty, civil war, things like that. Um, however, he realizes that the only reason they're like that is through um, some pretty bad deeds, even by the good guys. Mm. But if you go back further, the reason that they decided to self-isolate in the first place is because people came, like Europeans came to Africa, colonized it, and then just left it. And then that's why various African, not all African nations, but some African nations are now in sort of dire straits because we just left them to it, having ransacked the entire country. Yep. Um, We're I, the real villains. Well, not us personally. We are. Well, our the, ancestors are. <laughs> the ancestor. I think that's important. The, our ancestors are. And hmm. so they're trying to like solve, they're trying to like solve this very messed up situation that's come about through years and years of history and bad mm -hmm. deeds. Um, which is where the story gets so interesting is because T'Challa wants to do the good things and Jadaka wants to do good thing, but his means are bad. He's killing people and stealing mm -hmm. things, but ultimately he wants to do what his father did. He wants to give the technology to other like, African neighbors of Wakanda and make sure that they can live the sort of life that Wakandans can as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a very difficult situation to solve. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Because I can see his point. You can, you can see his point. Uh, that's what, like you said earlier, with the nuances around the villain, you're not, you're not one hundred percent against him. You're kind of thinking, well, you're not going about it the right way. But mm. I kind of want you to achieve your goal. <laughs> yeah, just by a different means. Exactly. Yeah. It is Michael B. Jordan. It's hard not to want to agree with him, isn't it? I know you're like, yes, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. I agree with everything you say. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you want me to kill? I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you, tall, charismatic man. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan kills Andy Serkis. Um, Andy Serkis served his purpose. Um, he turns up in Wakanda and challenges T'Challa to combat and he wins. I know, it's shocking, isn't it? Because you've really done your big dramatic <gasps> combat. And then it's like, <gasps> again. And it also means that he has he has achieved his goal through the right means. Like He's not broken any rules there. He's literally done it. So technically... He is king and no one should really disagree with it. Here we go. So the flaw in the succession process is oh. that it's won through combat, through just the strongest person, the strongest fighter can just win. 
that's a bit of a problem because he wins. He's followed the rules completely. He's not done anything wrong. And yet loads of people are not 100% happy about it. Ramonda's not happy about it and Shuri because they're like, you know, T'Challa's dead. Yeah, over a waterfall. That's not cool. Touch <laughs> T'Challa over a waterfall there. That's that's not great. Hmm. Okoye is kind of begrudgingly following the rules, but she's like, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people are kind of taking his side. Um, so again, we got that spectrum of allegiance and opposition in there as a result of it. And I guess that does tie into the Trump election, is that Trump won fair and square. Um, but many people were not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, what, really? Oh, but we can't rise up, but we can, but we want to, but we don't know what to do. This is yeah. just our lives now. It's like, what What do you do when you when the nation follows a democratic process and then elects someone that loads of people don't like? Like, what happens? I know, and then later, I mean, obviously, we're not there yet, but we're, like, obviously, T'Challa is restored as the Black Panther, but technically like should they be allowed to do another challenge and just take it back is that can you just keep ping-ponging forever well that's it like ultimately that's that's kind of what that that's like in sort of the medieval kings of old and stuff they just kept killing each other really didn't they they proclaimed themselves king and then they were king and it just wasn't really work which is why you put democracy in like voting but even that doesn't work sometimes well rarely in this country but yeah. yeah i mean it's an interesting one yeah, it, it brings up those questions in a very exciting and very uh, lovely aesthetic way. Yes, well. it's very aesthetic, isn't it? It's very nice to look at this film. <laughs> <laughs> Michael B. Jordan eats the herb. He gets the Black Panther powers. He gets he gets on the magic mushrooms. He gets the Black Panther powers. Um, and he intends to complete what his father set out to do, and that's to provide Wakandan technology to their neighbours. Um, and he's like, destroy all the other herbs. Yes, he destroys all the herbs, so no one else can be the Black Panther anymore. For one. <laughs> yes, but me. <laughs> one little herb makes it. So I guess that's him planning ahead. He's like, if everyone has Wakandan technology, you don't need a Black Panther to guard it. Yeah, or he's just like, but also I could be the only Black Panther. That seems pretty cool. But then when he dies, what happens yeah. then? Well, that's it. He was the only Black Panther. Doesn't, he wasn't the only one. He's the last one. That face was before. amazing. You were like, like an old lady who hasn't got a biscuit on her plate. <laughs> what? What kind of nonsense are you spewing at me? <laughs> Give me the biscuit. <laughs> Nakia, Shuri, Ramonda and Martin Freeman all go to up into the mountains to the Jabari tribe and they're like, help. And then Mbaku... Uh, the leader of the Jabari reveals that they have T'Challa's body and he's been revived. He's alive. I and know. that's it them why saying, you mercy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because T'Challa showed mercy to him. So he's showing mercy to T'Challa and it shows a sort of, you know, little alliance between them. And that's nice. Hmm. Um, they all head back and we have a huge climactic battle with lots Isn't and lots of different fights. The best battle of all time. I mean, so far. I mean, there are better battles coming in the Marvel I Universe. Think- this is truly one of the strongest climaxes of the Marvel films, I think, because mm-hmm. every single battle is important. Like who's fighting who is important here and everyone gets their moment. And my favorite, I mean, I think Okoye is probably my favorite character of all of Marvel now because the way she just decides, you know what? No, I'm not happy with this leader. Come on girls. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets her women to be like, Rah! 
just they just like kick at us and i know and she's to daniel kaluk because obviously they're, they're romantically involved and mm. she's like i will just kill you though i will just ki- i will just kill you so don't stand in my way <laughs> that's why i'm like I, I mean as as much as you would love to be in a relationship with her because you'd be safe because she's such a good fighter you also do not want to get on her bad side <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I'd rather have her as a bodyguard, but make sure that I'm always like a good leader at all times. Um, or her best friend. Or her best friend, yeah. But still make sure that I do the right thing and that she's happy about it at all times. She would keep me on the straight and narrow for sure. Yeah, through fear. It works. <laughs> fear works. <laughs> it is a good battle. And they've got like rhinos and other animals. And Black Panther fights a rhino. It's all very exciting. And you got Black Panther with his suit technology that can like take a hit and then push it push that energy hit back out again but it's also cool, right? but also the other black panther who also has that technology and they're both fighting each other in the same way and then there's a train involved in the underground bit like shuri gets her moments and nakia gets her moments and and it's just it, it's just absolutely superb and it also again it looks so good it's yeah. just so aesthetically pleasing it looks very good uh, and I, there's this little nod to um Back when the Black Panther comics came out, they changed the name temporarily to avoid being connected to the political party to Black Leopard. Uh, um, but no one liked it. No one liked it because it doesn't sound as cool, does it? So they changed it back. But his suit does like a leopard effect during that. So oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. that was a little nod. Mm, I like that. So what came first, the Black Panther superhero or the Black Panther group? It kind of came around at the same time. I feel like it was like a couple of weeks before. Um, I'm going to look it up now. It was around the same time, though, because I know they almost like within weeks of each other, they came out. Black Panther. Because mm. I guess Black Leopard doesn't work because leopards aren't black. they got black spots on them, whereas Panthers are black. So well, yeah, like... you just have to call him Leopard, which is rubbish as name Leopards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. Okay, name. Here we go. So his name predates the October 1966 founding of the Black Panther Party, but not the logo. They had to keep denying that it was connected because obviously the comics aren't really as uh, progressive as the film. It's it's in that era where it was a bit more like exploitative, I guess, in ways like one of the characters was called Man Ape. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they I changed assume they're not going to appear in the... Uh, in well, no, he, he does. Sorry, I've forgotten... What they call him in the they call him in the film the main guy that he that saves him the mercy guy. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they gave him like proper names as opposed to dehumanizing names. Yes, exactly. And they changed like some of his costume. There's still nods to what it looked like, but it's not it's not a problem like it was. They've but updated yeah. it. They've moved with the times, and that's important to do, isn't it? Yeah. And they also called him Coal Tiger at one point. Coal Tiger. Coal, like, uh, like, like coal, as in coal, C O A L. Yeah, you get some in your stocking if you're bad. That kind of coal. They called him that in the conceptual history when they were planning the comics. But they, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Were, they, like, were oh, they just like what things are black? Coal. You can tell it was written by white people a long, long time ago. Um, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I mean. Maybe I might be wrong in saying this. I could be completely wrong. Um, maybe it was progressive in its time. It probably is a stepping stone, but not yeah. there. Not like fully there. You know, like you watch films made in the past where they've got maybe like 
um, a character who, a person of color who's a character and they have a speaking part. And that alone was quite progressive in its time. But now you're just like, mm, that's not enough. Like you've got yeah. to maybe make them the main character. Or, yeah, maybe let know. them attend the Academy Awards. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe make them win more awards and give them yeah. like the same pay as all as act, white actors and stuff. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's why I think this film is so good as well, because it, it takes hold of something that obviously means a lot to people but it makes it so much more progressive and culturally relevant than it was when it and it may be that in years to come people will look back on this film and say oh well it's not like it's not perfect but it was at least a stepping stone I think in in these sort of things everything you make is a stepping stone if you it's never going to be it's never going to be perfect but it's going to be better yeah, I mean, that's all you can aim to do, isn't it? Is be better yeah. than what came before. So. Definitely. Um, uh, so the battle ends when T'Challa manages to kill Michael B. Jordan eventually. Um, but it's significant that he gives him like a good burial. He gives him quite an honourable, beautiful, nice burial. Because I think that's him realising that the, he Michael B. Jordan just wanted to do right by the world as a whole and not stop mm. this sort of isolationism that Wakanda has um has done for many thousands of years so T'Challa then goes a step further he establishes an outreach center um at the place where uh, Michael B Jordan's father was killed and mm -hmm. that Wakanda can do more to help other civilizations outside of it and he even goes to the U United Nations and says hello we're Wakanda and this is what we have and basically <laughs> reveals their true nature to the world. Yeah, so it's almost like Killmonger's, I don't know what the word would be, something lives on. His legacy, yeah. Thank you, his legacy. I was like, his dream? No. <laughs> dream. Well, dream, yeah, legacy, dream. <laughs> Where are your words, Kaylee? It's because I'm not working on a Friday. My brain has stopped working. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. It's That's what, That's where I wrote, like, Killmonger's aim, his, his aim was good, his means were bad. So T'Challa's yes. sort of, Whereas T'Challa's aim was not as good, uh, but his means were quite good. So he's kind of trying to sort of like blend it together so that they do good things in a good way mm. rather than good things in a bad way or bad yeah. things in a good way. <laughs> no bad, no bad. <laughs> so yeah, there's this strong theme of like isolationism versus helping other nations, which I guess is something that gets discussed in politics all the time, doesn't it? It's like people, you get people who are like, we give too much to foreign aid. And I'm kind of, and you kind of like, well, where where are some of these countries going to get money and technology from? Like, what are they going to do? Like, well, yeah. I always think it's interesting as well that people who aren't getting any of this money in our country, say, don't like it being taken away from them. It's like, nothing's been taken away from them if it, if it happens, but mm. they don't want other people to get it. It's like the whole situation with um, people coming, like escaping horrible war-torn countries mm. coming here. And they're like, don't let them in. We don't have enough room. We don't have enough this. And you're like, oh, I mean, no one's asking you to have them in your house. I don't know why yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. If you were escaping a terrible war-torn country, you'd want to be welcomed somewhere and not be treated like a monster. Yeah. No. I get what they're saying. Like overpopulation can be a problem, but it just seems so heartless when we have so much here. I just looked, sorry, and mm -hmm. uh, they did actually they did actually talk about the man-ape situation in some of the press materials. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, they said, obviously, it was a, there were a lot of racial implications that didn't sit well in having a black character dress up as an ape. 
Mm. Um, and he's problematic for lots of reasons. But the idea behind him was really fascinating. So they wanted to walk the line and see if they could do it. And I think they did do it very well because I keep forgetting the character's name. I know it's Winston Duke, but um, um, in Baku, thank you. Uh, I was like, Winston Duke? I, I just think he's such a, you, you, he's another character who could be portrayed as a villain mm. or, I don't know, a comedic, you know, like someone to make fun of almost. Do you know what I mean? But he, he's not, he's very powerful. He's very proud and strong and yeah. yeah. I don't know. And he ends up being like one of the heroes, an unexpected hero, which is my favorite level of hero. Exactly. Yeah. The best kind of hero, really. Look at you doing a good thing. So yeah, they, they, they believe that they've got to have a strong adherence and respect for the past to move forward. And he does have a very strong moral conscience as a result. So yeah the, the thinking about the past is really important in this film there's like strong the, the, there's the themes of isolationism and helping other nations but there's also themes of like retribution for your ancestors actions and like i said that t'challa and um and uh jadaka or killmonger eric michael Jordan, whatever you want to call him um they end up in this very difficult situation where they um there are odds with each other but it's all a result of their father's actions and then their father's actions are a result of um colonial actions within uh, the African yeah. continent and it's it's similar to today where we've got countries that are sort of we've got various countries across the world not just in Africa who are either impoverished or at war with each other or in a constant state of civil war and it's usually due to it's not because they just are like that it's because there's been things have happened in the past and it may have happened within their country or it may have been an outside force that mm -hmm. did it and it's it's sort of all about solving those problems finding a way to solve those problems and the film doesn't 100 solve the problems but it shows how um t'challa takes a step towards that and mm -hmm. that's where i think this film is very important very easy to analyze and just absolutely magnificent in my opinion but it is nice to watch it in succession i mean you'll see because obviously he you, you end up feeling a lot for these characters so when they all come together in kind of like mm. the first avengers film yeah. you knew everyone as an individual so yeah. in the next avengers film where everyone comes together again you're like you're gonna have a lot of my favorite my favorite my favorite and it's because me lots of They're all, like, all of them are my favorites well not for you you're like captain america can just <laughs> he's expendable he to me <laughs> yeah but it's it's good because when when you go and see these big big movies everyone's cheering for a different character which mm. is really lovely should we quiz it up yeah man let's quiz let's do this quiz how much do you believe it made worldwide Ooh, lots and lots of money i'm gonna go with 900 million no it's 1.347 billion one ooh. I know, so it's highest, a non-adventurous film went over a billion <gasps> highest grossing solo superhero film third highest grossing film in the mcu and superhero film overall and the highest grossing film by a black director nice nice deserves it i think can you guess it's rotten tomatoes score oh it's gonna be high 95 96 it's 96 96 Bang yeah i mean they said kind of what you've said really it elevates it to thrilling new heights while telling yeah. a very absorbing story and introducing some of its most fully realized characters and that's it isn't it because i think all the characters they, they don't spend ages setting them up they just are and you believe that they are how they are 
it does yeah like like we still talk about how the women uh, don't have a moment where they have to prove their worth they just are but also the men do too don't they they just yeah you just, just are you, you just you know from the way they're dressed and the way they act you're just like oh that's that's who they are cool mm-hmm. do you do you know how do you want to guess how chadwick prepared for the role um lots of martial arting and working out and things well that too did um, he read the comics he did um but he also worked with a dialect coach to get oh, okay correct um he went to visit South Africa twice. Mm-hmm. He examined some speeches by like Nelson Mandela. Mm. He did some training with Zulu stick fighting and he took oh, a deep cool. test to better understand his African ancestry. Nice. And he signed a five, five, a five film contract with Marvel. I'd like a five film contract with Marvel. Gosh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't everyone? No, <laughs> re- just retire on that. <laughs> yeah, I would never make another movie again. I'd be like, that's me done. Yeah. I don't like I know some people are like I don't want to be typecast or just remember this one role I'm like I don't care yeah I don't. <laughs> that's if fine loved, if you're loved in that role then so be it uh do you want to do you, Michael B Jordan like um do you want to talk about how he used to prepare how he prepared for the role um similar kind of things uh, yeah like he, he kind of read some Malcolm X and studied some Tupac he watched Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker in the Dark Knight um trained quite hardcore he also had to have um 90 sculptured silicon molds applied to his body to create those those tribal markings yeah they must have taken a long time I can tell you they took two and a half hours to apply and at the end of the day he had to sit in a sauna for two hours to get them off he had to sit in a sauna two hours afterwards every day two hours yeah. Oof, that's not good for you, is it? I don't know that it can be good for you because, but then, isn't it like, don't people do that a lot to like lose weight and stuff? Yeah, but I, I was. I'm um, not saying that's good. I'm saying that's bad. Like when you lose all your uh, weight. Yeah, that's what I think. Like saunas come with warnings that you're not supposed to sit in there for more than like 15 minutes or something, don't they? I don't know. I'm not even allowed in them at all at the moment. Well, so. no, you're not. No, I'm, I, I barely go in them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's not a great bit. I mean, let's just say he was committed to the role. But he he didn't see him as a true villain. He saw it as more of a strategic, thoughtful, patient kind of guy. And mm. that Killmonger and Charla are a bit like Magneto and Professor X. Shuri has been compared to another superhero. Can you guess who? One that we've seen before. Indeed. Mm. Black Widow? No. Um, oh. She's apparently the smartest person in the world, even more so than Tony Stark. Think about it. She's making all of those amazing technological bits and bobs. Uh, oh, um, Bruce Banner. No, no, it is. I'm saying it's Tony Stark. That's who oh, she was. Tony. Oh, right. Yeah. I see. They're saying like she's the Tony Stark. I thought you meant someone more more clever than Tony Stark. I was like, who's oh no, Banner? she's the cleverest apparently of all the people we've seen so far. Oh, she than... is very clever. She is, and I, that's why I think she'd be quite an interesting one to make a superhero because she's got both the the smarts and the skills. And she's his sister. So if it goes through like the family line. Yeah. There you go. And just saying, just saying. Never opposed to more female superheroes. Do you remember the five tribes were all like symbolized by an animal? Do you remember what they were? Uh, no, I don't remember. So the royal family was panthers. Yeah. But they also have the sun. 
because <laughs> yeah. they are apparently pride rock in full because they're, they're royal <laughs> yeah that makes sense um we've got one for rhinos um we've got one with crocodile skins and leathers they were the river people yeah um river tribe even you've got the mining tribe who were lions which confused me because i was like mining lions i'm not sure that they connect but in my head mm-hmm. i guess lions hang out in caves maybe i don't know then you've got the merchant tribe which doesn't seem to have an animal and then you've got you know the last one which we all know was mountains and mountain guys what was yeah. that animal like a mountain thing yeah a moose <laughs> no, it was a, it was a woolly mammoth no oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was one line they had in the draft which they just put in there as a placeholder but then they decided it was the most powerful bit of the whole script and they made the whole movie about it Ooh. can you work out which line it was Ooh, no i don't remember the lines so it's when T'Challa says, I can try to heal you. And Killmonger says, why? So you can lock me up. Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Oh, yeah. Um, so they were like, there's going to be loads of revisions. Don't touch that line. That's the line we want you to build this film around. Killmonger makes a statement. The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire. And it's taken directly from something in history. Ooh. Oh, this is... um. The British Empire was known as um, the sun never sets on it because it's just extends so far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why Charlie's like, you want to see us become just like the people you hate so much? Boom. Yeah. It's us. Mm. We're the bad guys in lots of things now. Hamilton. (laughs) We are. Well. It's completely fair. (laughs) But you know, like in the old days where it was like the British person was always the villain in an American movie because of our accents being kind of evil. Now it's because of our actions. Now it's of, yeah, <laughs> everything is evil. <laughs> um, so saying interesting about the director, he is he stands out from all the other directors in Marvel. I don't know why. He's the youngest one, thirty-one. Thirty-one. Oh, younger than us. Why would you expose us like this? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. He's no, he's he wasn't younger than us. So he's not younger than us overall. He's younger no. than us. He was younger than us. Yeah, he's older than us. It's fine. He's older than us, but now we haven't achieved. We're we're where he is, and we haven't achieved making a Marvel movie yet, which is upsetting. Podcast about it. It's true. We've discussed every Marvel film. We're good. Fifty percent uh, of the way there. <laughs> um, he he's it's his third film as well, which is quite impressive. Wow! Wow. Yeah, he did Fruitvale Station and Creed beforehand. Oh, and he um, he wanted to do it because he wanted to see some positive representation of Africa. Mm. Uh, he said, you see media that can make you feel ashamed to be African. They can make it feel like it's a shameful thing. I think it's mm. not. For me, the biggest thing on this was making this awesome globe-trotting political thriller that just so happens to be about Africans. It's the best way to accomplish that goal, and that's what Marvel was interested in doing, and that's what I was interested in doing. Um, did you notice what they called, we didn't talk about this in the plot, but Bucky Barnes is obviously chilling out in Wakanda. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shiri's looking after him, isn't she? Did you notice what they called him? Oh, no, I didn't, actually. They called him the White Wolf. Oh. So in the comics, he uh, T'Challa has an adopted brother called White Wolf, who was oh. orphaned after crashing in a plane in Wakanda. So oh, okay. a, little, a little nod. It was nice to see him. <laughs> How did he get there? What happened to him last time we saw him? 
we I remember now it was in civil war and i didn't like civil war i know you didn't know um i know i'm wrong in my opinion but still it's fine it's fine um i think he was causing a lot of problems between everyone and they had to hide him didn't they black Panther. Oh, yeah okay so they okay right but yeah that would make sense then in the, the story of black panther when it's not in wakanda is set not just in south korea but oakland california that's where the, the little flashbacks are mm-hmm. um do you know why that was relevant uh no i don't so it's the birthplace of the black panther political party oh, which was founded okay. in 1966. nice um and also it's it's the direct ryan cooper's um hometown so Ah, (laughs) you know i don't think that's why he did it but i would love it if that was i was born there so i would like it to be said by that it's a happy coincidence yes um sherry's hairstyle pays homage to another disney princess uh princess tiana princess leia Princess Leia. Oh, wow. That, you, that's, that's a trick question, that is. She has little buns on her head. Um, they wanted to do it. Just, well, they, they were like, oh, because she is a she's a bona fide Disney princess because she is in the royal family, in mm. a Disney franchise. But she's It wasn't a Disney franchise originally, was it? That's why it's a trick question, you tricksy, tricksy thing. I'm sorry, but that's just how life is now. And then finally, <laughs> <laughs> where was Dan me? Oh, he was in the casino. Yes. Yeah, I remember. He was. He steals some winnings, but um, he's he's credited as the thirsty gambler. I mean, it sounds a bit like a porn film. But... Is that? Yeah, it's, it sounds like he's a lecherous. <laughs> Doesn't sound great, but you know, it's funny. And Bucky Barnes isn't isn't credited at all. Oh, fashion sound even so, <laughs> but. I guess because it's the I, I don't know. I haven't checked actually to see if they normally credit the cameos in the in the end sequence. Because I wonder if it would give it away that that's what the sequence would be about. Yeah, maybe if like um if if you've watched you're watching all the credits and you see oh Captain America, you're like ah they're going to be in they're gonna, we're going to see him in a few seconds or something. Yeah, apparently there's a very fleeting. I watched and I couldn't tell if it was him or not. Is it meant to be a very fleeting look of Steve Rogers? on like a screen in the background, but it just looks like a man to me. I can't work out any defining features. So I was like, uh, not gonna not gonna put it in the quiz because it feels maybe cool. maybe it's like an urban legend. Yeah. Like I think it, like, like oh we think it's him. A bit like um the the priest with the erection in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one of those urban legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well that's me cool. done. You did very well. well. But I did do well. And uh, so would you want to find out what is next on our lengthy, lengthy list? Unless it's going to upset me. Is it going to upset me? No, it's not going to upset you. It is a TV series, but it's a good one. Okay. Uh, it got season two of Jessica Jones. That's very exciting. I know. I haven't seen Jessica in a while. I hope she's That's okay. Good. I hope she's okay. Well, she never is. But it's <laughs> yeah. nice if she was. Um, and then is it? more tv after that film? it's infinity war after that stop it <laughs> i know right i know i'm excited that's where i get excited because you're gonna your mind will be blown <laughs> i'll be like ah <laughs> well your head will just explode and that will be me cleaning for the rest of the podcast after that is, is it is agents of shield season five i'm sorry i'm sorry oh, don't hate me god sakes <laughs> oh, you can't have too much of a good thing 
Well, no, never. There's always a bloody show. I'm not going to do quizzes for it. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, fine, fine. No, no quiz on that one. We'll just go. Do, do we like questions. it? No. <laughs> do you like it? And also, what do you think it got on Ron Tomatoes? Because apparently everyone in the world likes it apart from us. That'll be my uh, two questions and you can guess. But it's always 100% based on like two reviews. So it's like, well, like, that's not an accurate assessment, is it? the director and the actors are like, I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the best show ever. <laughs> we're like, no. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Well, well, be- before that, we'll go find out what's happening with our gal, Jessica. You've been listening to an episode of The Marvel Version. If you'd like to join in the conversation, you can tweet us at The Marvel Version. We hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll tune into the next fact filled episode.